America spends five to ten times more on health care than any other country in the world. Then why does America rank number 43 worldwide for longevity? Third world countries such as Cuba and Costa Rica rank higher than the U.S. So what's wrong with health care in America? This is what's wrong. Our $3 trillion healthcare industry is focused on disease management, while 70% of our planet relies on traditional indigenous medicine that is focused on health optimization. Learn how. Join Dr. Dan Royal on the show, The Royal Treatment, bringing you the latest information on the best of medicine, biotechnology, and pharmacology, as well as secrets from the past. These secrets have withstood the test of time and are being rediscovered today. In fact, indigenous healthcare practitioners are using them for the benefit of their patients who seek optimal health and wellness. Now, here is Dr. Dan Royal. Greetings, listeners. I am Dr. Dan Royal, and guess what? You are now listening to The Royal Treatment. We are here every week to answer your health questions. Even if you don't have questions, we have answers, which is good for you because we're going to be sharing some answers with you throughout this program. But before we get started, let me thank our sponsors. First Nation Medical Board, which licenses practitioners of indigenous medicine throughout the United States. The First Nation Medical Board, sponsored by the Crow Tribe of Indians, who have exercised jurisdiction over their traditional practice of medicine. And those of us who practice here at the Turtle Healing Band Clinic, also one of our sponsors, and associated or affiliated with the Crow Tribe of Indians are licensed by the First Nation Medical Board. And we're here in Las Vegas. We're here in Las Vegas. So if you would like to contact us, our number here is 702-562-1454. Find out what indigenous medicine is all about. It includes all things alternative. And that is designed to help you improve your optimal health, and wellness, something your doctor cannot help you do. We talk about that here every week because our program is designed to empower you, the listener, with the information to make better informed healthcare decisions. That number again is 702-562-1454. And finally, if you have a question, guess what? You can email me directly. Just send your email to droyal at royalmedicalclinic.com. That's D is in Daniel Royal, R-O-Y-A-L, RoyalMedicalClinic.com. You're saying, why does he use Royal Medical Clinic? Well, that was the original name of my business when I started on my own over 20 years ago, and I have simply kept it. I have other emails, but that one always gets to me, and I check it frequently. So here's the deal. If you send me a question and I use it on the air, I promise I will send you a free bottle of RBC Blend. What is RBC Blend? You've never heard of it? I'm not surprised. It is a proprietary product that we have specially made for us here at the Turtle Healing Band Clinic for our patients because we have a propriety or a trade secret means of obtaining stem cells from your blood, not your bone marrow. Not your fat. Those are medicine chymal cells. We want the real thing, pluripotent stem cells, which can differentiate into all the germ cell layers. They can be found in your blood. Well, not normally, but when you take RBC blend, they're put into your blood where we can access and harvest them. We have specific protocols by which you take that product in order to accomplish that prior to a blood draw from which we can then obtain your stem cells. The other interesting thing about RBC blend is that we have found, for whatever reason, it helps to improve kidney function. It does this by lowering your creatinine level. That's what we use to measure how well your kidney is functioning because if it's not processing enough protein, well, that indicates that there is a lack of function in your kidney. And RBC blend helps to correct that. Oddly enough, there are many people who are walking around with slightly elevated creatinine levels, and they're, of course, unaware of it until we check their blood. You're aware of many things, or unaware, I should say, of many things. Of course, we make you aware after we check your blood. You're not aware of what's going on in your body, circulating in your blood, until we check those things. Just yesterday, I had a patient in my office. She came here from out of state. She was diagnosed three years ago with metastatic breast cancer. At that time, it was already metastatic. 
And she was initially treated with radiation for the metastasis to her ribs. No chemotherapy, no surgery, although she's taking some chemotherapy drugs. She came here for a specific treatment that is offered here in Las Vegas, an alternative medical treatment for which she got some benefit before, and she's still surviving after three years. But we did draw her blood yesterday, and there are some things we have to talk about because in comparison with what she had done three weeks ago, we checked some things that were checked and we found some problems. And so we need to modify her therapy. But my point is we never know what we're going to find until we look, until we look under the hood of your car, which is your blood circulating throughout your veins, your cardiovascular system, including your arteries. Well, I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You're listening to The Royal Treatment, and every week we go through the obituaries. It sounds kind of morbid, I know, but there is something to be learned here. We look at people who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had here locally in Las Vegas and the Reno areas in Nevada, as well as internationally. We're going to be talking about those today, and we're also going to be talking about some things you should know about cancer. We also have some recent articles that were, have been published I want to make you aware of, and finally, we're going to be talking about olive, the power of olive leaf. That's all going to be coming on today's program. But let's get started with the obituaries. Why do we do this? Well, you may not know this if you're not a regular listener to my program. You may not know that life expectancy in the United States is decreasing. It has decreased for the last three years in a row and is currently on its way to a fourth year once the 2018 statistics are in. Currently, life expectancy in the U.S. is about 78.5 years of age, 81 for a woman, 76 for a man. And, of course, that can vary depending on what you include in those death statistics. We mentioned before that abortion is not one of the things which is included in the death statistics in the United States. But if it were, well, life expectancy in the U.S. would drop to about 53 and a half years of age. But we're going to work with 78.5 years of age. And the question is, why are people dying too young from diseases they shouldn't have had? We'll talk about that as we go through these obituaries. Sometimes they don't give a cause of death when someone dies, but that's part of your family history and genealogy. Those kinds of things should be included. Everybody wants to know what they might be prone to, your descendants, that is. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You're listening to The Royal Treatment, and we are going to review these obituaries and come back with a break. So please, my friends, stay right with us. Targeting cancer cells with DMSO reduces the need for full-dose chemotherapy by up to 90% because DMSO targets cancer cells, not healthy cells. Research demonstrates that DMSO, also known as dimethyl sulfoxide, has an affinity for cancer cells, which also allows DMSO to enter them even when DMSO is carrying chemo drugs. Could low-dose chemo with DMSO be the answer you've been searching for? Find out more by calling Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. When low-dose chemo is combined with DMSO or insulin, it's called potentiation therapy. This is because the cancer-killing power they create together is much greater than when they're administered separately. Are you a cancer patient who wants more than disease management? Could low-dose chemo help you achieve optimal health and wellness? Call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454 to see if you qualify for low-dose chemo. That's 702-562-1454. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying totally just shorter. As in I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council.
I spend a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, I helped you get out of a ditch. Yeah, I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me. Your handy chains dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. To find out what's hot and happening, join Lady J for Smooth Jazz Tonight. Join me Saturdays, 10 to noon, here on America Matters. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now back to the show. We are back to the show, and I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and you're listening to the Royal Treatment. As promised... We're going to be talking about obituaries, so let's get started. First, we look at those who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had locally here in Las Vegas and the Reno area. Starting with the 20-year-old man who worked for the National Guard, he died following a motorcycle accident. Those of us who are driving around in cars were always leery of motorcyclists, even if they have helmets on, because, well, that doesn't protect their body, only their head. Anyway, bad things happen to people, not just in motorcycles, but in cars all around this country. I myself was in a motor vehicle accident, totaled my car about a month ago. Woman turned in front of me. Sometimes you can't do anything about it. Accidents happen. Fortunately, I was able to walk away, but my car wasn't so fortunate. We have a 30-year-old man, a political science major at UNLV. He died due to a sudden aneurysm of the brain. This is a very interesting cause of death because we're often unaware that we have an aneurysm in our brain until it happens. If you have an aneurysm in your brain and it bursts, you may have some neurological symptoms and depending how much blood is lost, of course, you'll have a stroke. But if you lose enough blood and it's not detected in time, you can have what is known as death or sudden death syndrome. We have a 32-year-old man who worked in refrigeration. He passed away, leaving behind two children. A 36-year-old woman who worked as a gaming bartender passed away, leaving behind two children also. We have a 50-year-old man who worked for Clark County Fire Department. He passed away. 63-year-old woman passed away. 65-year-old man who worked in the emergency medical services industry passed away unexpectedly, which usually means sudden heart attack. 65-year-old man who worked as an electrician passed away peacefully at home. We have a 67-year-old man who worked in maintenance for Harris Casino passed away. 71-year-old man who worked in the gaming industry for 40 years died from complications of lung cancer. We say complications of lung cancer, meaning that he probably died from his medical treatment, radiation, chemotherapy, and so forth. We have a 71-year-old man, a sheriff's office deputy who worked in his family bakery. He died in the hospital. A 72-year-old man who worked in computer technology and as a craps dealer passed away. 73-year-old man who worked in the Harris Club passed away. 74-year-old woman passed away. 75-year-old woman who was a doctor in archaeology passed away after her long battle with five different cancers. Possibly that means that she had one cancer that was metastatic. To other organs. We have a 76-year-old man, a VP of claims for general accident insurance, passed away unexpectedly. 79-year-old woman who worked in the culinary industry at the Mirage Hotel passed away from cancer. And an 81-year-old woman, an elementary school teacher for Clark County School District, passed away from Alzheimer's disease. Now we have some older people here we're going to take a look at as well, only because I thought you might find the cause of death interesting. We have an 82-year-old woman who enjoyed bowling, shooting pool, and bingo passed away after a brief illness. We're not told what that was. 82-year-old man who worked for the U.S. Forest Service passed away from 
cancer, 83-year-old woman who passed away after a 10-year battle with Alzheimer's disease, 85-year-old woman who lost her battle with lung cancer, a 90-year-old man who was an electrician for Clark County School District passed away from cancer, a 90-year-old man who worked in Hotoxinos died after a long battle with prostate cancer and lymphoma. I would love to be able to say these people all passed away from natural causes, but that doesn't seem to be the case. We have so many people nowadays passing away from heart disease, such as heart attacks and cancer. The number one and two causes of death in this country and around the world, although they're very close to being about the same in numbers. All right, let's look at international deaths of celebrity notables. These are people around the world who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. Some of them you may know, most of them you won't, because more of them are not Americans than Americans. But first, we start off with Cameron Boyce, an American actor who died at 20 years of age during his sleep from a seizure. Now, this may have been caused by a cardiac drug side effect. When you have seizures and you're being treated with medicines, we're not given the full story behind many of these deaths. But one of the side effects of the anti-seizure medicines, uh, the most common, for example, Dilantin, is sudden heart attack or death from cardiac arrest. We have Tyler Skaggs, American baseball pitcher, died 27 years of age after being found unresponsive in his hotel room, still unsure as to what the cause of death was there. We have Jared Lawrenson, American football player, died at 38 years of age from heart and kidney failure. Sutopo Nugroho, Indonesian civil servant and academician, died at 49 years of age from lung cancer. We have Fungi, Scottish actor, died at 50 years of age due to cardiac arrest from his alcohol addiction and boozing. Some people are famous and they have all the money that many of us might dream of. I don't know if that was his case, but they still have issues like everybody else. Tony Robichaud, American baseball player and coach, died at 57 years of age with complications due to a heart attack. Jose Sanchez, Spanish politician and senator, died at 57 years of age due to a serious illness. Justin Bodle, American television producer, died at 58 years of age from a brain hemorrhage. Of course, that's a stroke from some cause, but those of you who are taking aspirin every day know that you are at risk for a brain hemorrhage because when you bleed in your brain, it's not going to stop if you're taking aspirin. The other side effect of aspirin is ringing in the ears. If you have ringing in the ears, you better stop your aspirin. Patricia Gallerno, French assemblywoman, died at 64 years of age after battling cancer for several months. Paolo Venazia, Italian jazz percussionist, died at 65 years of age after almost 10 years of battling with pancreatic cancer. Gopal Bandari, Indian politician and member of Karnataka Legislative Assembly, died at 66 years of age from a heart attack. P.D. Jones, American football player, died at 65 years of age after a long battle with prostate cancer. James Hinke. American Rolling Stone journalist and Rock and Roll Museum curator died at 65 years of age from dementia. Now, remember, there are three different types of Alzheimer's. There's vascular, actually, I should say dementia. There's vascular dementia. There is Alzheimer's and there's Lewy bodies dementia. So it doesn't say which one you had. One of those three. Tunica, Teixeira, Brazilian sound designer and musical producer died at 69 years of age from cancer. Tommy Gustafsson, Swedish keyboardist, died at 71 years of age from a short but serious illness. Pero Oguayo, Mexican professional wrestler, died at 73 years of age from an unknown cause. Interestingly, his son, Pero Oguayo Jr., died in March of 2015 at 35 years of age from a heart attack, secondary to cervical stroke. He suffered when he incurred a neck fracture during a wrestling match. Douglas Crimp, American art historian, writer, and curator, died at 74 years of age from multiple myeloma, which is a type of cancer of the bone. Costa Cordalis, Greek-born German pop singer, died at 75 years of age from an undisclosed cause. 
He was found dead in his home, but his family has not yet revealed the cause of his death. Nassar Nasik, Pakistani poet, or I should say Pakistani poet, died at 76 years of age from a protracted illness and spent his last days in abject poverty. We have Kathleen Sims, American politician for the state of Idaho, died at 77 years of age after battling heart, kidney, gallbladder problems. Thomas Malloy, Canadian politician and lieutenant governor for the province of Saskatchewan, died at 78 years of age from pancreatic cancer. John McCreerick, British horse racing journalist, died at 79 years of age after suffering lung cancer from smoking cigars. They cause cancer too. And finally, Parviz Jalayer, Iranian weightlifter. He was an Olympic silver medalist in 1968. He died at 79 years of age from digestive problems. Not sure what that was, but I just had a patient in my office. She is an ovarian cancer patient. She's actually doing very well. She was fortunate because they were able to remove the cancer by removing her ovaries and all of her lymph nodes that were sampled were negative. But guess what? They gave her a treatment or wanted to give her chemotherapy using carboplatin. She was fortunate she only got one dose. But according to the patient, after that one dose, she ended up with digestive problems herself. What happened? Well, her digestive gut twisted, and that's a very painful thing and can become a medical emergency because if it's not corrected, you cut off the circulation to the gut, you get gangrene and you die. So in her case, they were able to identify the problem because she was in the hospital and they were able to fix it. But to her credit, she was able to get out of the hospital with only one treatment of carboplatin because she really didn't want to be treated with chemotherapy. Why did they give her carboplatin? Chemotherapy drug? Well, it's not because she had cancer. They just removed the cancer. This is medicine's way of doing preventive medicine. Often you will be diagnosed with the cancer. They will take it out. It could be a small lesion in your breast, and your doctor will recommend chemotherapy, radiation, possibly even mastectomy as a means of prevention. All unnecessary, my friends, if the cancer hasn't spread. There are many things you can do naturally to take control of your health and be cancer-free the rest of your life. Because now you are aware that you need to take responsibility for your health and you need to be proactive, not reactive. That's what medicine is. Medicine is reactive, but you can be proactive, investing in your health every single day by doing such things as getting adequate sleep, drinking adequate fluids, exercising, taking supplements, being positive or having a positive mental attitude, among other things, and avoiding those social vices that can shorten your life, such as smoking or drinking, or even an excess amount of coffee can be unhealthy for you. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. When we come back, we're going to be reviewing current events and all of the power. Stay right with us. After forming all the organs and body components necessary for human life, stem cells disappear, right? No! Stem cells are present in all of us just waiting for an opportunity to regenerate organs, joints, ligaments, muscles, and other body tissues they originally formed. Dr. Dan Royal has developed a unique patent-pending process for obtaining stem cells from your own blood. Stem cells can be concentrated, prepared, and delivered to areas where you need them most to repair old, damaged, and dying cells. Can your own stem cells help Help rejuvenate your body? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. Your own naturally occurring stem cells are the ultimate anti-aging treatment. They can be used to improve facial appearance and hair growth, as well as for aches, pains, and other conditions. Could your own stem cells help you achieve optimal health and wellness? Find out by calling Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454. Don't wait. Call today. That number again is 702-562-1454. 1454. The Delta and Bonanza Saloons in Virginia City are simply elegant. Imagine ascending the grand staircase and being surrounded by the Victorian elegance and grandeur of the historic banquet rooms. Original crystal chandeliers, mahogany bars, and oak dance floors highlight the eloquently appointed spaces. A truly romantic and unique setting for your wedding, banquets, or holiday parties. Detailed ceremony and menu planning ensures your special event is a memorable occasion. With just one call to Jesse at 775-847-0789, all of your 
arrangements will be handled by their experienced staff with your every expectation in mind, including cakes, flowers, photography, videography, music, and party amenities. Complete ceremony and reception packages are available as well as their famous themed weddings. Since 1865, the Delta and Bonanza Saloon's guests have come from every state in the union. Now it's your turn. No event is too large or too small. Let the Delta and Bonanza Saloons plan your next incredible event. Call Jesse at 775-847-0789. You wanted to see me? Yes, please, have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team, but I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. <sighs> we want to hire you. You're, you're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. We are back to the show and you are listening to the Royal Treatment. We are entering the second half of our show. And so hang on to your seats. We have lots to talk about that. I hope you'll find interesting, at least I do. Before the break, we were talking about a patient of mine who recently had ovarian cancer removed surgically. And I should mention that after she had the cancer removed, one of the things we looked at are cancer antigens. It's very interesting to see them improve when the cancer is gone or if the cancer is responding appropriately to therapy. In this case, we look at the CA125. That's a cancer antigen marker for this patient, and it is continuing to drop. It is heading back to normal. It's taking some time. She had the surgery done about two months ago, but she's almost there, which is very good news for the patient. Now, of course, we've talked about cancer on this show before, and there are other things that we can check. Earlier in the program, I mentioned a woman who came to see me yesterday with metastatic breast cancer, diagnosed three years ago. The only thing her physician had checked were these, the CBC, that's your complete blood count, chemistry, that includes your kidney, liver function, and electrolytes, and her cancer antigen for breast cancer, which is the CA2729. But there's another one that they had not measured. That's the CA153, or 15-3. There's or two cancer antigens we can check with the local lab. Now, they had also not checked her CEA, carcinoembryonic antigen, which is a cancer antigen that is often associated with liver, lung, and colon cancers. When I spoke to a physician recently about why I ordered this for a patient who had been diagnosed with a ureteral cancer, she's scheduled to have surgery later this month. In fact, I just saw her uh, ureteral gram where they're looking at the function of her kidney, her left kidney was found to be non-functional completely. So they'll probably be taking down her kidney and her ureter, which connects the kidney to the bladder, where uh, she has this unusual cancer. So the physician wanted to know, why am I ordering a CEA? And the reason I told the physician was because we need to know if the cancer is spreading. Has it spread to the liver, colon, lungs? This is um, Medicine 101. Sometimes I think fifth graders could practice medicine better than some doctors out there. But many doctors rely only on the local lab work. 
And of course, there are many specialty labs we need to involve as well. But getting back to my metastatic breast cancer patient, we got her labs back this morning, and one of those was a CEA, which should be checked because she has a nodule in her lung, she has nodules in her liver, and she was originally diagnosed with metastasis to her bones or ribs. So we know that the cancer has spread. And while we checked the breast cancer antigens, we also checked the CEA and found it was the highest of all. But we've also checked her nagalase. So we are waiting for the nagalase to come back, and that'll take me about a week. Remember, there's only one lab in the country that can check that. That's the enzyme cancer produces to paralyze your immune system. Very important that we get that under control. And when the patients follow certain protocols, we have a very high percentage of accomplishing that goal. The other thing we look at is the AMAS test. Again, only one lab in the country checks that. That's the cancer antibody test. Just got back a result this morning on a patient of mine we've been following, and his AMAS continues to improve. And he's borderline, but continuing to go lower towards being completely normal. Remember the AMAS test can be predictive up to 18 months in advance. We did not know if this person had an active cancer, but his AMAS or cancer antibody test was highly abnormal. He came here for treatment, he followed the protocol and everything has now returned almost completely to normal. And that's something that we also checked in our metastatic breast cancer patient. Well, again, we have that back in a week. Now, if you're taking supplements, some people like to know, what are my nutritional deficiencies? We checked that on this patient. And I've gotten back some results recently on patients, which will show not only what are they deficient in, but what are they borderline deficient in. And all these things can then be more specifically addressed as well as treated. Well, let's take a look here at cancer. This is something that was published just last week at JAMA, which is a American Medical uh, Association journal. The question is, what is the estimated monetary value of lost earnings due to cancer deaths in the United States, nationally as well as by state? Now, the population-based study estimated lost earnings due to cancer deaths in persons aged 16 to 84 in the United States in 2015 were, drum roll please, $94.4 billion. Age standardized lost earning rates were the largest in the South, followed by the Midwest. Achieving Utah's age-specific lost earning rates in all states could reduce lost earnings related to cancer deaths in the United States in 2015 by 29.3% or $27.7 billion. What that means is that the cost of medicine varied throughout this country and Utah happened to be the least expensive of all if you're looking to have treatment for your cancer. It's ranged also up as high as, let's see, 13.6 in Colorado, 47.3% in Kentucky, 47.0 in Mississippi. So if all states could reduce their earnings related to cancer deaths, then we could save $27.7 billion if they were as low as Utah. Preventing premature deaths from cancer through delivery of effective cancer prevention, screening, and treatment may have economic benefit for the United States nationally and in all states. So that was the conclusion of this particular study. Now, looking at this study, they considered a total of 8,739,939 persons, or that's how many years of life were lost due to cancer death and the person that they studied between the years 16 to 84 during the year 2015. That's a lot of money. And that's because medicine is expensive. It's a big business if you didn't know that. And when you get cancer and you have to have treatments such as surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, and you have a copay, you're going to find out just how expensive your treatment can be. And if you don't have insurance, well, then you're probably going to be motivated to find some cancer alternatives that are less expensive. The conclusion was that our findings indicate large state variations in the economic burden of cancer. And this suggests a potential for a substantial financial benefit through delivery of effective cancer prevention, screening, and treatment to minimize premature cancer mortality in all states. Now, I just mentioned that we have a test, a cancer antibody test, that can be predictive up to eight months 
in advance or a year and a half. Remember, you don't know what's going on in your body unless you're checking. And you need to cast a wider net than just looking at your CBC, your chemistry, and your blood badge, which is typically what your physician is going to do. You need to be looking at things we mentioned already. Maybe check your nagalase and see if there is something that is producing an enzyme that is inhibiting your immune system. Whether it's cancer or a virus is irrelevant. If it's elevated, it can be treated. Checking to see if you have nutritional deficiencies. This can also be an issue. Checking for heavy metals. Checking for environmental contaminants. Just got a test back on a patient yesterday for whom we checked not only food sensitivities, but chemical and pesticide sensitivities to her environment because she has a skin condition and we're not so sure exactly what is causing the problem. We just talked about a patient of mine who had some treatment for her cancer, but that's a woman with ovarian cancer. Here's something that came out, again, just last week in JAMA, the American Medical Association publication. And guess what? They found that the cancer treatment they're using for men who have prostate cancer is contributing to dementia. Let's take a look at this. They found there was an association between androgen deprivation therapy, which they call ADT, and dementia. And so what they did was they looked at 154,089 elderly men who were diagnosed with prostate cancer between 1996 and 2003. So they looked at a span of about seven years of American men who were diagnosed with prostate cancer. Now, one of the treatments for prostate cancer is to suppress your production of hormones, particularly testosterone, and they give the men uh, something such as Lupron, which is actually a progesterone substance to inhibit the production of testosterone. But we have found now through our sad experience that by lowering the production of hormones in men has a side effect. Imagine that. The drug that they're prescribing for the treatment of your prostate cancer has a side effect. Well, all these side effects are unwanted, but this one is relatively serious. As we went through the obituaries, we find that there are people who are dying from this particular side effect. It's called dementia. Patients who are receiving this ADT or androgen deprivation therapy within two years of prostate cancer diagnosis with the ones that were specifically identified during that seven-year period that we mentioned between 1996 and 2003. And so what they found was that these men who were treated with ADT, androgen deprivation therapy, had an increased risk of being diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease and or dementia. And so this is something that needs to be taken seriously. In our cancer patients, as well as in my non-cancer patients, we use hormone therapies. One of the basic hormones we use are adrenal hormones because so many people are lacking in the basic reserve they need for daily energy and complaining about fatigue. This can be easily corrected by supplementing with a gender appropriate level of DHEA, dihydroepiandosterone, and pregnenolone, which have to be taken together. These are also hormones that can be checked in your blood. We use 50 milligrams of DHEA for men, 25 for women. We use 50 or 25 milligrams of pregnenolone for the men, 100 for women. You take them together every day and you'll be glad you did. I'm Dr. Jan Royal, you're listening to The World Treatment. We're gonna to continue our discussion right after the break, so stay right with us. Low-dose chemotherapy uses only 10 to 20% of full-dose chemo, and it's known as IPT, or insulin-potentiated therapy. It's one of the safest and most innovative approaches to treating cancer effectively. IPT virtually eliminates side effects of full-dose chemo, such as nausea, hair loss, and fatigue. 
Could IPT be the answer you've been searching for? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. IPT uses low-dose chemo with insulin. Cancer cells have up to 20 times more insulin receptors and use up to 20 times more sugar than normal cells. That's why cancer cells thrive while normal cells struggle to survive. One study showed that using low-dose chemo with insulin resulted in a 10,000% increase in cancer-killing ability. Could IPT with low-dose chemo and insulin help you? Call Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454 to see if you qualify for IPT. That's 702-562-1454. Destination Midtown. Experience the difference. Reno's premier shopping extravaganza. Everything imaginable and more. Midtown matters. Get down to Midtown. Beefies, the best little diner in the biggest little city. Cheeseburgers extraordinaire, chili cheese omelets, and the best milkshakes in Midtown and Reno. Beefies, try the full Beefies menu and beer on tap. Beefies, South Virginia at Arroyo. Midtown Reno, experience the difference. Get down to Midtown. Midtown matters. Business owners and entrepreneurs know that good information is priceless. Just one great idea can make all the difference. Hi, this is Joe Morabito, host of CEO of Business Mind. Each week in one fast-paced hour, we share lots of proven tips and ideas to help you be more successful in business. Don't miss a minute of CEO Business Mind with me, Joe Morabito, right here on 1180 AM KCKQ. Businesses, writers, check this out. Go to LRPNV.com to get your printing, publishing, and professional services today. Need a virtual office? A place to receive and forward your mail with professional address and suite number for your business? Someone to answer your telephones. Want to rent a conference room for only $15 an hour? What about that book you've been wanting to have printed? LRP Printing and Business Center can do it for you. And they have a professional assistant on-site daily, Monday through Friday. Just call 775-356-1004. Need copies, business cards, invoices, books, booklets, or graphic design? To help brand you or your business, just call 775-356-1004 or go to LRPNV.com. With a great selection of new and used books, you can get your printing done and a book to entertain you in your time off. And don't forget, you could have your business sponsoring the Bookhound Radio Show, just like Andrew Martoni, author of Little Man on the Map, does every week. Just go to LRPNV.com. That's LRPNV.com or call 775-356-1004. They'll provide solutions for your business and writing projects. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now back to the show. We are back to the show. I'm Dr. Dan Roy, and you are listening to The Royal Treatment. Before the break, we were talking about lost earnings from cancer. I need to make a correction here or clear up some confusion because I said that the amount of money that could be saved related to cancer deaths in 2015 could be reduced by 29.3% or $27.7 billion if the states were able to match Utah's age-specific lost earning rates. Now, <clears throat> that ranged from 13.6% in savings in Colorado to 47.3% in Kentucky and 47% in Mississippi. So there's a range. Apparently, those are on the higher end of what people are paying for their cancer treatment among the states here in America. Well, I want to share a couple of things with you that I thought you might find interesting. These are actually some lifestyle tips that could make a big difference for you. One is, are you sleeping in on the weekends? Research finds that social jet lag, which occurs when you go to bed later and wake up on weekends than during the week, is associated with negative health outcomes. What is social jet lag? Well, that occurs when you purposely go to bed later and wake up later on the weekends compared with during the week. It has been found to be associated with increased sleepiness, fatigue, being in a worse mood, and poorer health consequences. Every hour is also associated with an 11% increase in the possibility of heart disease. These effects are independent of sleep duration and symptoms of insomnia, which are related to both 
social jet lag and health. Social jet lag was studied by a research team at the Sleep and Health Research Program. And the data was analyzed from responses given by 984 adults who were between 22 and 60 years of age. Overall, health was used as a standardized scale and self-reported. Survey questions assessed sleep duration, sleepiness, fatigue, insomnia, cardiovascular disease, and more. Interestingly, the recommendation included to promote optimal health, the American Academy of Sleep Medicine strongly suggests that adults sleep seven or more hours each night on a regular basis. But it's interesting that they found association between sleeping in on the weekend, what they call social jet lag, and heart disease. Here's another one that might pique your interest. There's a recent study that says drinking water for thirst rather than trying to get in eight glasses, especially as drinking too much water, can cause water intoxication. Have you ever heard that before? There is a recent study that challenges the longstanding idea that it is mandatory for our health to drink at least eight glasses of water a day. This is good news for those of us who may not have a strong thirst mechanism. Many who advocate drinking eight glasses of well water every day don't seem to realize that over drinking can actually cause water intoxication that can be potentially fatal. The researchers state that we are fortunate that we have a mechanism to regulate fluid intake in our human body that normally keeps us from over drinking. Studies show up in the first time that brain activity regulates a swallowing inhibition when excess liquid is consumed. Participants in the study had to rate the amount of effort that was required to swallow water following exercise when they were thirsty, and then later when they were persuaded, persuaded to drink an excessive amount of water. There was a threefold increase in the swallowing effort after overdrinking, which validated the swallowing reflex is inhibited when enough water has been consumed. Functional magnetic resonance imaging was used to record the activity in different areas of the brain that focused on the short period that occurs just before swallowing. The right prefrontal areas were made more active when the participants attempted to swallow with a great effort, meaning that the frontal cortex steps in to override the swallowing inhibition in order to avoid water intoxication. Intoxication occurs when the vital levels of sodium in the blood become abnormally low, which can potentially cause symptoms ranging from lethargy and nausea to convulsions and coma. The author of the story, I should say study, recounted that there have been times when athletes running in marathons were advised to fill up with water and then died because they followed these incorrect recommendations and drank far in excess of their actual need. The author of the study advocates that what goes on in our bodies we should be drinking according to our thirst, not according to a deliberate schedule. We should trust in our swallowing inhibition that the brain activates. If excess liquid is consumed, this helps maintain tightly calibrated volumes of water in our body. In other words, drink according to your thirst. Don't overdrink because someone tells you you're not drinking enough or you need to be drinking eight glasses a day. If you're thirsty, Obviously, you need to drink. And generally, it doesn't hurt to take more water. If you're following a health regimen, you're probably going to want to drink more water, particularly a dietary regimen, or if you're exercising. But you also need to make sure that you are getting enough minerals to compensate, including salt that helps maintain your osmotic balance or fluid within your vascular, vascular system. Sorry about that. Well, we're going to talk now about the power of olive, the power of olive or olive extract. It's been around a long time. When archaeologists analyzed the contents of clay pots found in Galilee, they learned that the content was olive oil. These archaeologists surmised that the first olive oil production occurred in Galilee 8,000 years ago. Olive leaves and fruit are mentioned in the Old Testament. Ezekiel 47.12 said, Olive fruit is food, and its leaves are medicine. And Deuteronomy 8.8, of course, these are in the Old Testament of the Bible, listed olive as one of the seven great foods. Interestingly, there was a study using 
olive leaf in the treatment of those people who were exposed to Wi-Fi. How many of us are exposed to Wi-Fi? Are you familiar with the fact that Wi-Fi causes health conditions? In the study, the Wi-Fi exposure was found to slash our glutathione levels by 33 to 49%. Glutathione is one of the antioxidants your body naturally produces. Wi-Fi inhibited this production. Liver and kidney health suffered under Wi-Fi, such as triglycerides and free iron were raised considerably. Iron goes up, uh, such as ferritin, when there's inflammation or damage to the red blood cells. So the researchers decided to use olive leaf in the treatment of these subjects of their study. In the study, the olive leaf extract was given to um, people and animals, looking at both. And they found that it virtually restored every function, even regenerated damaged liver tissue. Diabetic status was also reversed at your elevated blood sugar. And glutathione levels and other key markers were restored. This is what they found by using olive leaf. But olive leaf has also been found to help in many other conditions. One of the telling stories comes from the Peninsular War between 1808-1813 between France and Spain. Doctors used the olive leaf to bring down fevers of wounded troops from 105 to 101, enabling them to send heel troops back to battle. Which spies learned of olive leaf success and used it in place of chinchona bark, which is from where we derive aspirin. In 1854, England's pharmaceutical journal detailed David Hanbury's 1843 use of olive leaf extract for malaria and fevers. Instructions on preparation and dosing of olive leaves boiled into tea were published. In 1898, King's American Dispensary noted olive leaves used for regulating body temperature. As with many traditional remedies, olive leaf took a back seat to patentable drugs. But in 1969, a Dr. Harold Rennes of John Pharmaceutical studied a constituent of ec olive leaf extract, stating it was virucidal for a broad spectrum of viruses in vitro. It has been reported that efforts to synthesize oleuropine to make it any patentable drug were unsuccessful, which is good news for those of us who are looking to find a relatively inexpensive natural product that can be used for the treatment of infections. Interestingly enough, if you have candida, it can inhibit the absorption of nutrients, but taking olive leaf or olive leaf extract can eliminate candida and improve your absorption of nutrients. We're going to talk more about this next week because there's a lot of other studies we need to look at involving the power of olive leaf that we use for our patients. Well, I'm Dr. Deanne Royal. You've been listening to The Royal Treatment today. I hope your time has been well spent because our purpose was to empower you with some information that you can use to make better informed health decisions for your optimal health and wellness. We'll be back next week, but until then, my friends, you be well.